Ah, uh, eyepiece. Two-piece. Yes, got you, you bastard. Uh, ta- ah, Taz, Taz, what the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing, Rich? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing Tetris, mate. I'm playing Tetris. Why are you playing Tetris, Rich? Um, beca- because it's fun. Where is this 1989, Rich? Is that what you're doing? Are you doing 1989? Is that what you're doing? You're going back to 1989. We're shooting in our fucking podcast. And- Who's that guy? Is that Ricky Starks? It's absolutely Ricky Starks. What? Why did you bring Ricky Starks to my house? I brought absolutely Ricky Starks to your house just because i got to keep an eye on him. That's, that's the job that Tony Khan's given me. Loving it. So much fun. It's, um, it's the best, mate. It is the best. So, you thought you'd bring Ricky Starks to my house to ask why I haven't produced a podcast? Yeah, I'm really, really bored, so I thought I'd grab, you know, this guy. He's absolutely Ricky Starks. Wait a minute. What? Why do you keep on saying absolutely Ricky Starks like that? What do you mean? Well, you don't just say Ricky Starks. You say absolutely Ricky Starks. That's because it's absolutely Ricky Starks. Yeah, you see, the way you're saying that, mate, is kind of like it's not Ricky Starks. What do you mean? Are you, are you somehow implying something? Like, for instance, I got so exasperated with the real Ricky Starks that I threw him off a bridge and then realised that I caused a massive, massive, massive faux pas and decided to ring one of my friends and um, get him replaced by a robot. Is that what you're saying? Because that's not what's happening because this is absolutely <laughs> Ricky fucking Starks, Rich. Okay. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you want me to podcast? Well, this Survivor Series, and I've been really bored, and I, I, I like listening to your podcast. So, yeah, I kind of let, let Jay know that you're going to be doing a podcast today. Oh, okay. And um, he's waiting for you right now. So, oh, hold on. I really got to answer this. Just, just a second. Just a second. Hello? Oh, this guy. Uh, yes, Brian. If you if you have the bread under the grill instead of in the toaster, you have to turn it over or it just goes black on one side. No, you can't use a toaster when I'm not there because last time you put your tongue in it. Yeah, well, do you want to know what? Do you want to know what, dude? You know, Jake the Snake Roberts, he has a slipstream drive. He has a fucking slipstream drive and him and Lance Archer last week... They went to 1964 World Fair. I'm just saying, we could be doing that. Last time I told you I had a slipstream drive, you wanted to go to fucking Ikea in 2001 because they made a type of curtain that they don't do anymore. You're boring. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I'll be back in like an hour or something. Okay, Rich, you sit there. Um, you're telling me what to do in my own home. Yeah, I'm telling you what to do in your own home. Sit in the fucking chair or I eat your fucking flesh. Okay, God. <laughs> well, are you at least going to do an intro because you're like, here. Uh, fine. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do my intro and then when I when I say go, you, you, you get started, okay? All right, fine. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> uh, do my voice. Here we go. All right. It's the one night of the year where Jay and Rich face each other one on one. 
Where, where's your red t-shirt, Rich? I, I don't have a red t-shirt. Jay, you wearing a blue t-shirt? I'm wearing a red t-shirt. You're wearing a red... Well, I only have, <laughs> I only have a red t-shirt. Okay, it's the one night of the year where Rich and Jay team up. They're teaming up to do, <laughs> to, do to, to fight the oppression of everything else. I don't know. Also, Chris Jericho, he's like he's like thirty or something, so they're going to talk about that. Zelina Vega, she got she got fired, um, so they're definitely going to talk about that. She wants a union, whatever one of those is. <laughs> Fucking union, snowflakes. Fucking hell. And uh, maybe they might talk about the U.S. election. Who fucking knows? Now they're gonna podcast. Just, just gonna sit here and wait for the music to. Oh, here comes the music. Listen to that, Rich. I picked a great tune. And fucking awesome, Rich. Are you ready? Yeah, I suppose I'm ready, mate. Yeah. Well, good because they're gonna sit there and podcast while I stand here and watch. Welcome to JFA. I am Rich. This is JJ. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Rich, not too bad, mate. Not too, not too bad. It's, awesome. it's going. How are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, what a, what a couple of months it's been in the world of wrestling. I, like, forgot it existed for a while. Um, just because it was so much fun that I thought I'd save it all for later. And I'm so glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> there was such a dip in wrestling. It's been terrible. <laughs> really well, terrible. Yeah, it has been fairly fairly awful. But, I mean, rejoice, Kenny Omega is now back um, as the cleaner, the cleaner with... Well, it's kind of a very 90s cleaner thing that he's got going off, isn't it? Because he's got the two Nitro girls stood there, sweeping up. Yeah. I'm feeling so a bit like... So instead of 80s, he's got 90s. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. It feels like he's... Do you know if there was like... Um... Did you ever watch Games World on Sky One? It could have been a time when I did. Yeah, so that was like a show where like kids from around the world, when when I say around the world, I mean like Chiswick, would um, basically face off against these wrestling-like characters who played games really well. He looks like a character off that now, like Big Boy Barry, or um, you know, but now he's the cleaner Kenny Omega. He looks like one of those one of those pro gamers or one of those awful 90s shows where where people fight for like um a virtual boy or some shit so kind of kind of he's got his old hair back i don't know about well at least his wrestling's pretty much up to par at this stage so yeah and then we've got Zelina vega as taz so rightly pointed out um so yeah that's that's an interesting shenanigan isn't it all that going on eh? more, bit more to the union thing than Again, fired just for the union thing. A bit more to that story. There is indeed, and we will look into that as well as many other things as we continue to talk over the course of this podcast. But the most important thing is the arbitrary nature of Survivor Series and its stupid format of having absolutely no heat because nobody can visit anyone else's show because they're all in a bubble because of coronavirus that Vince McMahon claims doesn't exist because he's an ardent Trump supporter. Good fun. Good fun. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoying it all. It, so, they've um, got different brands crossing over again. Um, well, have they? Did that happen last night? Because it hasn't happened in any of the other nights and I haven't caught up on SmackDown. It's mainly SmackDown. Drew McIntyre was on SmackDown two weeks in a row. Oh, okay. New Day on SmackDown as well. Yeah, but... All pushing and promoting that Survivor Series, but it didn't even feel like a go-home show. It just felt like SmackDown. Well, I mean, let's be honest, right? 
So we've done we've done Survivor Series, um, we've done Survivor Series, sit there and get drunkathons um, for the last five years. Mm. Out of out of all of our big four kind of get drunk and hang out kind of nights, Survivor Series is usually the most disappointing, which is ironic because it usually follows the best um, NXT takeover of the year for me. What would you say on that? Would you would you agree mm. with that? Survivor Series being disappointing? Oh yeah, Survivor Series has been disappointing literally for the last forever. It, it feels they need, to, they need to stop brand versus brand. They need to stay within brands. Yeah, or, or stories instead of completely breaking them down just to build a brand versus brands and then building like a pack of the stories is ridiculous. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, if. If that isn't the case, then they need to perform the bland, brand split. Sorry, the, I almost called it a bland split then, which actually now I think about it, they are pretty fucking bland over at WWE. Yeah, it, does work. Days. it works. Yeah. Um, so uh, if if not, then they could always perform the... Sorry, <laughs> I think I think, um, I think I think Ricky Starks has gone out and played with the dog. So, yeah, right. give you some food to do. Yeah, so there you go. Um, he's... he's yeah. Oh, the dog's throwing the ball for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to leave that to that. He, he better not mess with oh, my carpet, Taz. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, you'd have to put the brand split a different part of the year if you were going to make the most of that night. Um, you know, because most of these people, they're on the brand like three weeks ago. Uh, they're yeah. on the brand that they're fighting for. So what's the fucking point? You know, it, it just kind of muddies the waters as to who's on what brand, which after the brand split, you would think would be like one of the bit like if your brand has this star and the other brand has another star, surely like once you've done a, once you've done a brand split like that, you should be advertising which stars are on which brand as a major selling point for that brand for nigh on three months. Like that's part of the so You've got to be careful about burying you the champion as well. Well, yeah, there is that. Um, I mean, the, there's always going to, there's always going to be that. And I mean, we all know that Drew McIntyre is going to lose. Um, oh, yeah. Know, yeah. I mean, it's Seamus just, we'll make sure of that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if there's a few going on, but I mean, that's the other element, isn't it? Is that, um, like, if they do need a quick and easy, cheap way out, like they will do um, in this case, if they do need that cheap, cheap and quick... Up another storyline. Yeah, it will be to set up another on-brand storyline. So effectively, it's it's the night of cup-outs, and I've started feeling like and Survivor Series... Yeah, Survivor Series. <laughs> yes, I did. It deletes all of the stakes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I basically just feel like Survivor Series is pretty much one of the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to actual pay-per-view quality. Um, and in addition, it's almost like a glorified house show at this stage. Yeah, it used to be one of my favorite um, events of the year. used to be. Mm. Yeah, exactly. the whole concept came stale. I mean, it had some classics. I mean, the four doinks versus the four kings. I mean, classics. But get that one, can you? Well, exactly. Can't um, get that. Queasy, sleazy, and freezy. Um, voices doink, dink, donk, and dank. I don't know. Some of that. 
That is some dank doink going off there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so for me, it's it's kind of this really clumsy pay per view. So let's talk about it for the next hour. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting up the. I'm going to get the. I'm going to get the thing. Um, while I do get up the card, Zelina Vega. Um, so the story goes from my understanding and please correct me if you know more jay because mine's a very basic i watched wrestle talk whilst high on cocodamol last night at 3 a.m and therefore <laughs> yeah i'm a bad boy um <laughs> the story goes that zelina vega basically didn't really necessarily like the whole um, WWE wanting to own her Twitch stream and all of that because from her perspective, and I think she's probably right considering that she doesn't particularly sit on brand um, on her YouTube space, she had pretty much created all of those things um, off her own back. And then to add to that, she started opening up new channels um, with which she could communicate with her audience um, after WWE had produced this edict to say that can't do that um you mean her only fans uh yes and um off she goes you know um and wwe aren't happy with that she tweets out about unionization and then the next thing you know 10 minutes later 10 minutes later <laughs> yeah they literally pulled the phone was pulled out of her hand vince mcmahon ran away with it into his office. Zelina had to follow him to get her phone back, and at which point he said, you're fired, this is an official meeting, see you later. And um, Alistair Black um, wasn't there because he's ne- he never needs to be on TV. Um, Apparently. That's that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There's not really much, much more so, to it. I but mean, Alistair Black deserves to be on TV a lot more. But he, he, he does need to be on TV. Who, who, who are we as fans to say that? Well, yeah, I know. I mean, who are we to tell tell WWE what we want? Um, I would love to see Alistair Black kind of also fuck off and go somewhere where they treat him with respect and he can actually wrestle. Um, I don't think that there's, I don't think that there's any issue with having him return to the Tommy and Monica at this stage. Um, I think that he could very well cause another John Moxley situation. Um, I I think that his brief exposures. Because for me, it's like the demon. Um, you know, it's kind of if you don't show him, you know, for long um, for long enough. But, but now it's almost like he has this aura of mystique around him again. Um, WWE are not going to capitalize on that, but people are going to remember. Hey, you remember that guy Ricochet? What was that guy who he hung around with? Oh, was that that? That was Alistair Black. I loved him. Where's he gone? Um, you know, and and then the next thing you know, he's he's rocking up at Revolution New kind Japan of, Wrestling. yeah, or New Japan Pro Wrestling, kicking people's head off. I I could dig that. So I I I think Alistair Black should start his own OnlyFans. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Yeah, they'd love it. They'd love it. Um. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the whole thing. Um, I, I I've just got word from Dave Meltzer, by the way, that um, Zelina Vega. Um, I mean, he tweeted this, but he's all, he also contacted me personally by text because obviously he's a friend of the show, friend of the show, Dave Meltzer, right? Um, 
<laughs> so, yeah, he, he said that Zel- the reason Zelina Vega doubled down on it was because she was making more money um, on her YouTube platform than she was um, in the in the WWE, in, within her WWE contract. Um, which, so, what, like, WWE was just like pocket money? Um, it was da- the downside guarantee. The downside guarantee wasn't enough, um, which actually... Um, women in wrestling wages. You may remember we did this piece on women in wrestling and their wages um, a while ago. Let's just see if we can get a quick idea of. Oh god damn it! I have just as I was searching for that, I ended up in um, I ended up on the Suns website, um, and <laughs> I clicked and I clicked allow for them to send me news so that's going to be fun um, that's going to be great you're going to enjoy that and also it looks like the dog stopped playing with Ricky uh, yeah no um, I think oh he's all tuckered out Taz oh yeah oh the sleepy it's, it's great to see him absolutely sleep yeah <laughs> it is um, Survivor Series 2020 card here we go <coughs> um, so what have you been doing in your life while this has all been going on mate well, um, we're in a second lockdown, by the way, for those of you in America um, or in other countries where they don't lock down or might not be locking down or lock- locking down happens on the state level or coronavirus doesn't exist because your government actually listened to scientists way before anything happened. Hi, New Zealand. Um, you know, <laughs> all of that. Oh, you know, just so, sitting in the flat, watching wrestling, playing card. Nice. It's, uh, been, it's been interesting. What about you? What about you? Um, so I have been, well, I've been playing Tetris, obviously. Really got into my Tetris effect. Um, I got a PS4 recently. I've been doing a lot of gaming, actually, um, just, because, um, just because, obviously, wrestling has been so shit. Um, like, I've watched Nitro, uh, not Nitro. I called it Nitro. I've watched Dynamite. Um <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that wasn't even that wasn't even like on purpose. Um, I've been watching Dynamite <laughs> <laughs> um, every week and keeping my eye on New Japan because obviously Katarabushi um, is the the coolest guy alive. And um, yeah, I've, I've other than that, I've been pretty much just gaming, mate. I've been gaming. Um, speaking of games, um, AEW showed their trailer for the AEW video game um, with a very plastic-looking Kenny Omega on it. However, the most interesting part is that it's it's being produced by Ukes, and it's rumoured to be using an extended engine of the old N64 classic No Mercy. Um, Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Did you ever play No Mercy? Did you ever um, get involved with those N64 games? Um, I didn't play No Mercy, but I did play um, just to be versus NWO Revenge, which is the same engine. So it was. Yeah, I'm 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 down for that. Uh, it's yeah. just pick play arcade, arcade style, um, yeah. but it's going to have up to date graphics, so it should generally well, be pretty fun to play. Well, what I liked about that was, um, I mean, from a from a simulation perspective, it was actively um, a lot more tactical than a lot of the modern games now because it, it ran um, it ran a lot slower um, than modern wrestling games, especially since the SmackDown versus Raw era, and it kind of moved into they were this. Great games. They were they were good games, but they still weren't No Mercy. 
And what I loved about No Mercy and obviously WCW versus NWO Revenge was definitely... See, I actually probably played Revenge more than No Mercy just because the amount of time that there was in between that game and WrestleMania 2000. But also, I really, really loved the look and feel of that. It had a bit more of a cartoony style than the WWE stuff, um, you know. But yeah... The things you could do on that game, like you you could plan ahead 10, 15 moves. You could, there's going to be a very active player base. I am really excited for this. A lot more excited than I am for WWE Battleground, which I still haven't bought. Well, Battleground just, you just throw your opponent out of the ring as in by an alligator, by the looks of it. Uh, yeah. It looks shit, basically. I, I've heard, everyone, yeah, go on. Characteristics, the, the, actual wrestlers as well it's more arcadey so that doesn't really help i don't think it doesn't make me want to buy the game no i mean so if, if you have the arcade style with the wrestlers looking like a simulation then it's it's, it's gonna create a lot of buzz so this is what this game's gonna do i think yeah i i, I tend to agree um i mean i i think i i personally believe that it's less arcadey and more simulation than a lot of the modern games but that's only my my thought my take on it um but no i completely agree with you i think that i think that this could be one of those wrestling games that people proudly keep on a shelf forever um you know i mean i've got a copy of no mercy downstairs got a copy of wrestlemania 2000 um i don't have a working n64 to play them but i have them because as a games collector they're games that i can't part with much like say you know my original copy of the legend of zelda ocarina of time or you know what i mean for me they're they're put and, and i have a feeling that this will be one of those games this will be um this will be the final fantasy 7 remake of wrestling games as far as I'm concerned. So I'm really excited for it. Um, and I have a feeling that it's going to be a launch day, PlayStation Network, Rich and Jay, possibly streaming on Twitch. Um, might invite Taz. Taz, would you get involved? Yeah, get involved. Totally love it. It's, it's totally fun. I, I, I love my wrestling game. You should be on the game. I should be on the game. I'm hoping I am going to be on the game. But... Um, I'm going to be honest, me and, me and Mr. Khan, we've um, we never been seeing eye to eye lately. What's going on there, Taz? Well, maybe, maybe, when they shoot, you find out. Oh, okay, well, that's Taz. very cryptic. Yeah, thanks, Taz. Thanks for that. Cheers, mate. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Looking forward to that. So much so- behind the curtain, Taz. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes, maybe if someone had let me into his, his recording studio, sometime to actually actually tell some of these stories, it would happen. God, I'm, I'm playing Tetris, mate. Fuck off. Anyway, um, <laughs> Survivor Series. So let's talk about this card, mate. Uh, the Undertaker's final farewell. So this is um, for those of you. This is definitely going to happen this time. Um, if, if those of you haven't, haven't been keeping track of the undertaker, um, so, you know, cause he's a bit of an obscure one. Um, so he, he started at survivor series 1990 and then he's put on the odd match every now and then. Um, so well done to him. And I hear that he could really have made a go of it at one point, but 
<laughs> but um, he's going to have his final farewell. And for those of you who have been watching, his final farewell started, I believe, at WrestleMania 27. I guess that's so. About, that's about right, he's, isn't he's it? In the ring up, yeah. You lost the Roman Reigns, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it kind of started then, and then it's just been going on, yeah, for about 10 years. Um, so pretty much, for me, canonically, when would you say that The Undertaker's career actually ended? Uh, I would say he should have probably retired after the last Triple H match and had himself with Shawn Michaels. I completely agree. Um, I'm a bit of a... I believe that that should have been... Or after he lost to Brock. Hmm... I think technically Brock would have made more sense from a WWE going out on your back kind of perspective. But I think the perfect situation for the fan at least would have been for that triple H match to be the end of three fantastic careers. Um, I think I, I will quite happily say that. How about you? Yeah. And then they can come back into a tag team match that was absolutely fucking <laughs> calling. Yeah, it went down like a cup of cold sick. It was not um it was not good. That one wasn't. It was it was the drizzling shits. Um At least Shawn Michaels then knew that he was definitely done. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you say that out of all of them, Shawn Michaels was the one who had to carry the other three through that match and he did a banging job of it considering mm. what an absolute what an absolute shit show they were. Um I mean yeah, it was Triple H blew his quad again, didn't he? He did, um, which I, I imagine to Triple H now is just like, I, I imagine he, he sometimes he blows it getting out of bed at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's Brings just... up his mate Kevin Nash and be like, what did you do when your quad kept blowing out? Exactly. But Saudi Arabia, there's been a lawsuit. Hasn't um, WWE sued them for 39 mil for not being paid? Um, I don't know. I mean, what you want to do is um, what what Vince should be doing is flying all of his um, flying all of his people over to that oppressive regime, then pissing off the crown prince of the country, and then fucking off in his private jet and wondering where all his talent are. That's that's what he should be doing. I mean, um, so yeah. I mean, suing people that's so that's so crass in twenty twenty. Um, let's have a look. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, um, WWE. Um, WWE settles 39 million class action lawsuit. Con- oh, WWE settled it. Interesting. Mm. Um, WWE found themselves in a class action lawsuit from the city of Warren, Michigan's police and fire retirement system. What? Um, this was due to alleged misconduct converting their deta- deals with Saudi Arabia, and it has been settled. The 39 million lawsuit has been settled according to an announcement by the company. Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, multiple lawsuits filed against WWE regarding shareholders being misled on relations with Saudi Arabia and what happened um, when the flight coming back was delayed. So basically, um, when you settle, you enter an, you very often enter an agreement where no one's allowed to go public on what it was that you settled the lawsuit about, and nobody was totally guilty, but um, well, 
WWE paid people. So, but they're not guilty, but they're paid people. So, you know, you do the math on that. Um, <laughs> oh, so they paid thirty nine million to to them. Okay, All right. They paid thirty nine million to their shake to their shareholders, or potentially paid thirty nine million to their shareholders um, in order up. to keep to shut them up. Um, <laughs> yeah, and stop the court case. Good fun. Um, Just Bobby some shady shit by WWE. Yeah, um, I mean, it shocks me because they're such a trustworthy company usually. Yeah, normally they don't fuck anyone over or get anyone killed or yeah, you know, yeah. I that. Files. Whole, wholesome, wholesome. Um, yeah, family, of family, yeah. wholesome family company. Speaking of which, Jordan Devlin made his written. Now I'm not really going to talk about that guy. Um, so Bobby Lashley. Um, versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, that appears to be happening at Survivor Series. What are your thoughts on these newcomers, Jay? These <laughs> two young up and comers. Uh, well, you know, Lashley's only been in business for about a year now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's how he wrestles. Please continue. What? <laughs> I think we watch a different Bobby Lashley. He's completely wrong about this guy. Um, this match is going to be a match. Sami Zayn is going to carry it. Sorry, Bobby Lashley, but that's just what's going to happen. Okay. Sami Zayn is. Considering, I've just said Bobby Lashley is a really good wrestler, but Sami Zayn is obviously the superior wrestler in the way of psychology and the way he works in the ring compared to Bobby Lashley, so he'll carry that. Yeah, um, I, I could um, It'll be insane on Sami's part. Um, and then Bobby Lashley will do a few power moves because that's what he's told to do, make him do a hell of a lot more. But ultimately, well, Sami Zayn's going to win. I think he's going to pull it out. You reckon? Well, wait, is he going to win then pull it out? Or is he... The, the Rascals have just left Impact Wrestling. Who? So that's interesting. The Rascals. Who? The, the Rascals. Um, let me think of names. Wes, Dez. Okay. And... Somebody else. I've forgotten the names. But it's like, that's good, Jay. That's good, Jay. I don't know who they are. I've never heard of them. Um, I, I, for, for, for those of you who are long-time listeners, um, you'll know that um, I, I, I think Impact Wrestling is gash. Oh, yeah. I don't enjoy it. That's um, the last thing I watch of Impact Wrestling. It's fucking horrendous. Yeah. Um, I, I think they've been consistently awful for a very long time um and when they were good um it was basically because there were a load of up-and-comers who then went on to do better things elsewhere um except maybe aj styles and smojo who had some of their best matches there um and that's pretty much all i can say and kurt angle obviously had a had a killer run there um for a while um before he kind of became a walking pharmacological anomaly um moving on <laughs> moving on um speaking of booking things terribly um the new day um will be facing the street party um i believe that's yeah oh p- profits profits street profits there we go um that is the new day who are the raw tag team champions um now i actually um 
I actually have a recording of um, of them making the decision to pull the new day over to Raw in the booking room and um, leave um, leave Biggie over on SmackDown. Um, but to be honest, everything in that recording is completely unintelligible because they were just banging their head against a brick wall whilst going. Aah! because it was the stupidest fucking decision I've ever heard. It doesn't work from kayfabe. It doesn't work from a bucking angle. It doesn't work at all. Um, it was fucking stupid. And WWE think you are stupid for putting it on their television show. Um, so I just want to say that outright. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, and they're going to be facing the Street Profits, who I think they carry red cups, so... That's the thing. <laughs> Jay, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a really good match. How can it not be a good match for those four in the ring? Yeah, it'll be a great match. Um, I, I was more just talking about, because we hadn't had a chance to talk about it, this New Day booking decision. About oh, going, splitting up. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they were going to do it, they should have done it with a heel turn. They should have done it any other if way. Because, I mean, how they present the brand split in kayfabe, I mean, you've heard these arguments, you must have heard these arguments, but how they present the brand split in kayfabe is you could, if it's a three-person tag team, you can pull all three of them over. Now, if you work for USA Network and you're well, sat there... They were doing within that, within that um, draft anyway. So Yeah, like they were doing within that draft anyway. So if you're working for the USA Network, there is absolutely no advantage to you saying, yeah, I'll have the new day, but I won't have Big E in it. But why would... No, we're going to give him a single run now, but we're going to take him away from the new day. Yeah, for no reason. Even though he's still acting like he's in the new day. Well, yeah, you got he's still acting like he's in the new day. He reigns to find his own character for a single run. Which would have worked if he'd have just done a heel turn. Exactly. And then, and then afterwards, the New Day are on SmackDown the week after to do the New Day farewell party. Now they were on this week as well. well I assume with Big E. <laughs> Actually, no. He didn't, didn't show interact up. with him. Oh, okay. No. I, it's, it's just... It's just he did introduce them, though. It's like they hate... It's like they hate money. Isn't it? Well, I mean, they've made a pretty penny from the new day. They've, they've been been together how many yeah, years they, now? Yeah, but they could have continued to make a pretty penny from the new day. Not everybody needs a needs a singles push. Um, and honestly, if somebody was going to come out of a singles push from the new day, surely the logical thing to do would be to have a heel turn, to have a storyline, to have some kind of conflict. I mean, what's Big E doing at the moment? He's not even on this paper. Uh, winning, on, winning on SmackDown. It's probably going to be a part of that Battle Royal. Um, oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah, so he was... Um, where are we? So, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, he's probably going to be in the Battle Royal. So my understanding is that Big E... Yeah, so Biggie was supposed to have a qualifying match last week's SmackDown um, in order to qualify to be in that tag team. Um, he then 
had that cut due to time constraints. So then they announced on WWE.com he was definitely going to be in the Men's Survivor Series tag team. And then this week they announced that, in fact, it was going to be Otis. And now he's in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what so, a great, what a great booking. Yeah. If they're not going to push him, if they're actually not going to do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Um, this week we're going to, we're going to, we're going to split you from here. We're going to, we're going to push you to the moon. And then two weeks later, it's like, well, actually, we're going to have time for you anymore. Yeah. So yeah, you're just going to have time security. And then in a few years' time, you'll probably get put back with a new day. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't end up being put back with the new day tonight or Survivor Series. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. But then that's like, well, this idea failed, but they never really got it started. Yeah, this feud with Sheamus, which was pretty good. I mean, they both worked pretty well together. Hmm. Well, who won it? Well, overall, it would have been um, Big E. Okay. Well, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they are already bailing. And Sheamus went to Raw, and now he's going to be moving into the WWE title scene, which I call... um, I also call Jeff Hardy in the IC as well. But... That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. Anyway, Street Profits, um, I don't think will win this. I think the New Day will win this. They're a cash cow. Um, maybe if they wanted to extend the feud, but I can't see why they would. Because they don't need to win. That's the thing. They don't have to win this. It's more Street Profits need to prove that they are the up-and-coming tag team. Yeah, but so, it's WWE, um, so it's going to be the New Day. I'm going Street Profits. She, you're against each other. She... It's exactly like I predicted. Yeah, you're a fucking mastermind, Tess. Anyway, moving on. Um, Asuka Raw Women's Title versus Sasha Bank SmackDown Women's Title. Um, it's not like th- we haven't seen this match before. Really? Are you sure? Are you sure we've, <laughs> you're sure we've not seen this one? Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. This is definitely the first time we've seen it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Sasha Banks, of course, is on the push of a lifetime after a fantastic um, series of um, matches. Yeah, she defended the championship. Yeah, and actually she successfully. She successfully defended it. I mean, that's a career first for Sasha Banks, at least on, the, on a um, non-yellow brand. Um, so, yeah, good news for her. She had a really Bailey, good... Bailey's going to get involved. Oscar and Sasha Banks will beat her down and then someone will win up with a roll-up and that will be it. Um, potentially or alternatively, um, hear me out, Asuka turns heel. Well, As- yeah, I As- mean, that totally work. Yeah, Asuka turns heel. Carmella attacked Sasha Banks from behind and just stood there like, yeah, sure, beat her up, don't give a shit. Yeah, um, I mean Asuka. Asuka's an interesting one because she's she's one of the few characters in WWE that actually kind of almost goes closer to the AEW template of wrestlers. In the she's she's very much a shade of grey a lot of the time. Um, she's she has a different moral compass to your average kind of white meat babyface versus um, dark and brooding heel template or cowardly heel as WWE likes to portray its heels. Um, I think that... Even when she's real, she's not cowardly. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, she is exactly um, a different the opposite breed. Of what WWE, yeah, no yeah, produce. Exactly, and I think that she is. I think that she would have the potential, and I, I think that, I think that allowing Bailey to help her, um, and then potentially even some cross brand cross references because obviously they're women and therefore the the rules of brand don't always apply to them because that's how WWE works with women in the brand split. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Asuka ends up um, the bad guy and it, it, they're trying for a mega face push for Sasha. Well, Sasha, the way she talks is always going to be heel. She doesn't talk any other way apart from a heel. So you could say that she's also a shade of grey, so you could say that they're cut from the same cloth. Potentially, yeah. So could be interesting. I think um I think this this has the potential to be the match of the night, but it'll only be given about six seconds. Um and <clears throat> it will be a fairly fairly forgettable two to four minute affair. I really do not hope not, because yeah, like you said, it could be the match of the night and it could tear the tear the well uh, the dome down. Did I ever tell you about my idea where I do a cooking YouTube channel, but then like, I, and I cook just random, really, really random shit. Like, um, for instance, um, this morning I microwaved to pour on toast. Um, so just like where I do really banal kind of meals, but then at the end I pair everything with either a black currant or a lemon lem sip, like it's a one <laughs> and then just like, and that's the joke. And I do like 50 of them. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? <laughs> no, you didn't. It's like oh, if you're okay. feeling ill, eat this, but then definitely drink this with it. It goes perfectly <laughs> with a lemon lemsip. Exactly. Or maybe even just present it like it's a herbal remedy, but really the only remedy is that you drink a lemsip with whatever it is you eat. Um, like, yeah. And that was <laughs> that's one of my many failed ideas. So, um, it's yeah. some broccoli with a lemon lemsip. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I suppose we should... Um, suppose we should carry on i like doing these little pre-rolls before we do um before we actually go back into the show by the way i think it humanizes us um to our <laughs> to our many many audience and i am not a robot <laughs> <laughs> he's not a robot ladies and gentlemen I'm not a robot. no never was never was just like just like that guy outside um playing fetch um is indeed absolutely ricky starks that hurts We are back here on JFabe. Um, I'm here with Jay. Um, Jay's and here. Of course, yep, I, I am Rich. We're going to be the clone Rich. Um, we're going to be talking about um, more of Survivor Series. And then we're going to go on to a bit of AEW, just talk about what's going on with that. Um, we're playing, of course, my favorite um, theme tune of all time. Um, it is, of course, Jimmy Hart and JJ Maguire's classic treaties to the fabulous Rougeau brothers, all American boys. Um, I want to learn it on ukulele at some point because I think it's a great tune. Um, it just makes me want to dance. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. So at some point, maybe at a Christmas special, it will happen. So, yeah. Oh, Christmas oh, is coming up. It is, it is. What, do, what are your thoughts on the Christmas special, Jay? Shall we do another Christmas? I mean, I got really, re- really good, really good feedback from you about what, what the Christmas special. 
<laughs> and um, the other people who listened to it said it was really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can really explain the story of what's happening in the air. Let's see why it's confusing. It just means you didn't have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't have to and listen then you to loads straight of into the next year. And know exactly, exactly. what's going on. Yeah, at least until the first skit ad, and then it just became confusing mess again. Times your world is crazy. Yeah, well, you should try living it. Yeah, I'd rather not, mate. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, Survivor Series. What you say? I wouldn't push him and eat your flesh. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. He's um. He's, he's, he's a scary man he's a scary man um, I'm not scary I'm cuddly okay yeah yeah Taz yeah you are yes yeah, flesh it. eating cuddly bear <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> woman survivor series <laughs> Nia Jack Shayna Baszler Lacey Evans Peyton Royce and Lana for Raw versus Bianca Belair Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan Bailey and Natalia um, for Smackdown all of these um, women who have had their personality beaten out of them by years and years of working in the best wrestling environment there ever was are going to be even less identifiable um, because they're going to be wearing red and blue t-shirts for this match um, Jay, what are your thoughts on this? The teams will probably change again before it even starts Yeah I mean Two got taken out. Was it Mandy and Dana Brooke taken out due to Are injuries? She still, is she still doing that gimmick where she has a hat? Who <laughs> Lacey Evans? No, I thought it was Mandy Rose. Like last time I saw her, which was admittedly Royal Rumble, she had a gimmick where she had a hat, and that was the gimmick. Was that her? I think no. <laughs> was it another one of the interchangeable um, personality-less drones that they trot out and say is a women's division? I think you're confusing her with another blonde person. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so that's the thing, Jay. I, I think I think we can safely say that women's wrestling is more your kind of forte. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on this? Tell me all about it. Make me well, want to watch it. The running story through this is Nia Jax putting Lana through a table for the last three months. Okay. Every single Raw. And the last one, the Lana tried to prove that she belonged in the Raw team and she was going to help them, Nia Jax and Shayna, to victory. She lost, of course, and then got put through a table. And then and the other two were Dana Brooke and Mandy. Lana's in the Raw team because right? uh, she won about a Royal. Right, okay. Okay, I'm just keeping up with this. Carry on. It's not going to be an interesting match, let's face it. And then Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce got put in last minute on, on Monday. Okay. So all the build-up that they've had with Mandy and Dana completely doesn't matter because now there's two new people there. Smackdown yeah. side, looking at the team, they should win because they obviously have the better wrestlers on there. Yeah. Bianca I mean, Bianca Bella is... I mean, let's be honest, um, and I'm going to give you some insight here into my thought process on on um, these these the SmackDown team. So Bianca Belair, let's be honest, she's pure fucking fire every single time yeah. she's on screen. Um, I can't stop watching her. Ruby Riot is 
I I considering she's got such a distinct gimmick or should have a distinct gimmick apart from the fact that there's shitloads of goth chicks. Um oh, you know, and granted she's technically punk, but you get my you get my gist. Um she is actually one of the few WWE women stars who aren't part of the original Four Horsewomen or Asuka who has an incredible amount of untapped potential I think um, I don't think this is going to be the time when she's going to show it um, because I don't think she's going to get the opportunity to show it as she hasn't done over the past 5-10 to ten years um, Liv Morgan which one's Liv Morgan? She's also she's also blonde cool um, so she's she's no doubt going to fuck up a hip toss or something okay um, Liv Morgan's there was a big thing about them with the Iconics um, there was an attack team match with the Iconics whoever lost would disband Iconics lost so that's why you find that Peyton Royce is by herself at the moment and also Billy Kay on, on separate brands as well Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that was another one of those tag teams where it's like, again, why split them up? Like, they're clearly, like, uh, it was clearly the one thing. Yeah, it was one of those where it was, at least they had something. And and let's be honest, women women in the WWE get very little. Um, and I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, they get two matches of pay-per-view now and, you know, Women's Revolution, um, you know, Stephanie McMahon changed the game by creating the Women's Revolution, blah de blah All by herself. But, yeah, all by herself. But, I mean, honestly speaking, <laughs> it, it just boggles the mind that they would even think about doing that. Um, and then, of course, Bailey and Natalia. So, Bailey has been fucking immense um, over the past year um, like the that's why she was of the uh, pro wrestling yeah. illustrator number one yeah um, I mean she was a bit unsure of herself when she first turned heel but she has really embraced it um, and I'd... and then you got Natalia what can you say about Natalia apart yeah. from she is a veteran yeah, hasn't really been a champion and she has it's not very long and I'm pretty sure the last title that she held was the Divas title I I, honestly speaking I still couldn't pick Natalia out from a lineup. I, I wouldn't know her from my ass in the ground so um, yeah she's not could you tell from her voice I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna have to Google her just to work out who we're talking about, um, which tells you my thoughts on Talia. Oh, she's the night art one, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Um. <laughs> one of the most famous wrestling families of all time, being the Hearts. But yeah. Yeah, but nobody ever pays attention to her, as they only pay attention to Teddy, right? Um. <laughs> He might be in jail again. Not sure. Um, I'm, he's probably not sure. Won't worry about it. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Dude, stop being uncouth, Teddy Hart. He's he's going through some things. Shut up, Taz. Um. Yeah. It's it's just gonna be a match, isn't it? It's just gonna be a match. Uh, Raw's probably gonna win. Yeah, no, just because they've had all the Raw team, all the Raw team would just break down completely, and SmackDown would end up with five people surviving. Yeah. Um, Either or. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of one of those generic kind of colour by numbers kind of Survivor Series match setups, isn't it? So you know, the build's been boring. The build's been nothing. Um, men's Survivor Series match though, that has been also nothing. Um, so you get Keith Lee, um, who obviously they'll be looking to capitalise on his showing from last year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do a streak with him. Um, that's just me kind of, you know, as the sole survivor. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to maybe artificially keep him that up kind of thing. In, well, yeah, and they need to keep him up there, don't they? Because they want him in the main event scene. So he's going to have to be one survivor if they were to win mm. or be the last one eliminated. And let's be honest, I mean, Keith Lee has probably been... He's probably been bar bar the faux pas of his music, pretty much treated right throughout most of this. Yeah, um, for now. I mean, he's been in the right place. Series. Yeah, he's not going to. Um, they're not going to ricochet him anytime soon. Is what I'm saying. Um, right. So, okay. Um, I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if if um, Vince McMahon pretty much has. Pretty much has a man boner for him at this stage because it's Vince McMahon and Keith Lee's a big, I mean, big strong boy. Yeah, he's. I just every time I think Keith Lee, I immediately think, "Look at him!" in my head. Like that to me is what is happening every time Vince McMahon sees Keith Lee. Um, it's it's hard for an NXT superstar to transition over from NXT to the WWE and remain where Keith Lee has remained throughout the vast proportion and being so over around the order as well so that's pretty big yeah and I think it's about time that they did an NXT transition right so Keith Lee all for it Um, AJ Styles obviously he's um, he'll be the captain clearly Probably he's probably um, you know. Yeah, it's basically the whole thing was AJ Styles has gone through saying that he's captain all the time. They're telling him he's not the captain. Mm. He's telling him to put their egos aside, work together. You know the old shtick that they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been to all four corners of this flat Earth and all of that, and blah de blah. AJ Styles. I need a little bit of respect for AJ Styles when I found was a fire. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> I I lost a little bit of respect for him when I found um, that he didn't believe that there's such thing as a gay community. So there's that as well. Oh. Right. So, um, Seamus, um, he's going to just just you know beaker it up. Um, and Braun Strowman, he's what's going on with Braun Strowman? Face again, they, they oh, turn his face again, and he's oh, the okay. freight train. He's going to run through everybody. Last time I saw Next him, he was, he was he was he was playing in a swamp with his old friends. 
So yeah, that's money to heal. Oh, did he? Apparently. Quietly. Got angry, shit off his head. And apparently that made him a heal. But I guess Grid of Blessing slam, slamming Alexa Bliss kind of makes you a heal. Yeah, it kind of does, but... I don't know, I just see... I, uh, Braun Strowman's just like one of those... He's like a pillar. You know what I mean? Um, in both how he's built, but how he just kind of... He's there holding up the roof, but no one really pays that much attention to him. You know, he's, he's somebody who... Like... He's good to stick on a t-shirt. People occasionally buy said t-shirt. He'll he'll have the occasional, he'll have the occasional title run as a transitional champion or as the guy to hold the belt um, at certain moments. But and there will always be a Roman Reigns for Braun Strowman to kind of wander in at the height of his feud and just say, "No, nah, I'm going to be the champion now." And that's just going to be it. Um, that's that's Braun Strowman's position, and I think he's happy with it. Um, speaking of positions, um, Riddle, Matt Riddle, whose favourite position I believe is um, an unwilling victim in a van, um, allegedly. He will be also on the team. Any, yes, he will. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? <laughs> nice introduction. Yeah, yeah. I, wor- I worked on it for a while. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Matt Riddle? Um, anyway, Kevin Owens, um, Jay Uso. I funny thing. What did you think to their whole Hell in a Cell thing and their feud? Because I, I actually for for a period of time, it was actually the most watchable thing. On WWE, Roman Reigns in the position. That's the only thing that was good about good about WWE was that storyline. But now that he's with with Roman Reigns, it's all kind of plateaued a little bit. Mm. So that needs to happen. The other Uso needs to come back. So Jay, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, needs to come back and start having shit up really. But it will probably just fall in line straight away. Yeah. Like, oh, you're the head of the table, uh, and then you'll have two henchmen. Yeah, I can see that happening. Put nine uh, back together. When he's not injured. I was hoping that they'd do a bit more of the, um, and I don't know, I haven't been watching SmackDown, but I was hoping they'd do a bit more of the old um, unwilling henchman kind of thing. Is that happening? Oh, right. No, no, he's he's just accepted that he is underneath Roman Reigns Hmm. and calls him the head of the table and the chief and he gets told what to do all the time. You can't do anything without saying it's okay. Okay. Um, so right. basically, that's, that's, he's going to get bored of it, isn't he? At the end, at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one way to go. Um, I mean, you could be looking at a, a Royal Rumble elimination. Probably wouldn't be a bad idea, um, but that would require Roman Reigns to drop the title. <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, so maybe WrestleMania. Maybe maybe not. Royal Rumble twenty twenty two. Um, let's 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 see how it goes. King Corbin, he's still doing that two-year-old gimmick. Well, that two-year-old version of a forty-year-old gimmick. Um, well, yeah, um, but he has come over loads of boundaries with his mic work, and he is pure WWE styles. If he went anywhere else, like Rusev did, just wouldn't mesh anywhere. Like his stuff in AEW, Mirio. Miro. Rubbish. Miro. 
Um, I, don't, uh, I, I kind of, I think that he just uh, Miro to me is like a steak that's not seasoned. Um, you need to send him over to, you need to send him into a few more indies. I think it'd be a great, I think it'd be a great person to kind of send over to NJPW. Um, maybe get a bit more experience with different styles, um, and then come back and have a monster run. Um, that's what I'd do with Miro at this stage because I agree with you. His style, he's not he's not quite taken to it like um, like Brody Lee, or. Um, but then these people would have had the the indie experience already, so they they know what they're putting themselves into. They know what to do. It's like he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, that's why he pulls out the WWE style when he makes wrestling. See, it's probably best that he's in the tag team, so Kip Saving can kind of like split that up a little bit yeah. and add something else to his um, arsenal. Yeah, I mean that's fair. It's it is kind of a and what do you really expect with somebody like Rusev in that it is just a case of he spent so long, he spent so long in that environment and um, he's kind of reverting to type as it were. He's he's doing his. He's doing what he's been told to do for so long um, that I think it's probably just taken a bit longer for him to really understand that transition um, mm. and that whole idea as as um, both Brody Lee, Chris Jericho um, and Matt Hardy have all commented um, when they talk about the, about the AEW style, the whole turning up for work on the Wednesday and saying, what am I doing? And somebody saying, it doesn't work like that here. You just you just go out and off you go, um, you know. And I I think that he's probably not used to that quite as much. So we're we're definitely getting we're definitely getting pay per view quality Rusev style matches. Mm-hmm. I think I could say that, um, and I'm happy to say that. But you are right now that you've pointed it out to me. There is this there is this feel that everyone's adapting to him um, in order to allow him into their world so I'd be interested yeah. to see where that goes I think the mid card's the right place for him at the moment as a result um, but I think once it clicks I think he's going to explode I mean, yeah him versus him versus a Lance, Lance Archer or you know him versus a Kenny Omega I think could potentially be good I would love to see him but right now no no I'd love to, I'd I'd love to see him kind of do a couple of G ones or something and really takes take to heart some of um, Tom Hero Ishii's stylings, something like that. I think would re- is is one of the things I feel is missing from AEW is a Tom Hero Ishii kind of real Japanese badass. strong style badass. Um, and I think I think Rusev is soon going to find that that's the spot. He, that he has the build for it. He has the build for it, but doesn't have the talent for it. Well, that's he doesn't have the experience for it. Um, definitely not. And if it wasn't going to happen when he came over, then it's probably not going to happen for another five or six years. But one day, one day, um, I think that's where we'll, we'll where we'll see him. Um, very much like when Chris Jericho was in WCW, we were saying one day, and we knew that we were right. You know, probably. I, I definitely did. Um, <laughs> I recorded all those years ago. 
we'll um right we'll here talk. on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we'll, t- well yeah we, we should probably dig out some of the archives from that that period at some point um let's um let's discuss that at a later date um <laughs> seth, <laughs> seth rollins um is he still killing it he, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, well you uh, well i say killing it you say killing it. I Everyone say, else can't see it, but you can. I say, I say feuding. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay's just um, rolled down his camera to show his um, Seth Rollins T-shirt, which um, is reassuring. Um, is he still feuding <laughs> with the Mysterios? Yeah. Willie Murphy is now not the disciple, and he is against him. I'm just beating one smart eye, actually, just to end that feud slightly. Probably going a little bit longer, but... Then you've got Aaliyah as Murphy's boy, boyfriend, girlfriend. That's um, Aaliyah Mysterio, isn't so it? There. So he is a Mysterio now. Who, and Murphy? they accept him, even though, yeah, pretty much. Wait, didn't they beat him? They accepted him after all that shit he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. All okay. makes sense. But now, yeah, but no, now he's changed his ways, and they see the change his ways and apologize, so they're like, yes, you're with us now. Okay. That's how. Um... That's it. That's how it's going. Well, you know, large Mexican families are known for their forgiving nature and their um, inability to hold grudges. So, yeah, I mean, anyone who's watched Breaking Bad will know. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Otis. Well, can you say? he won the money in the bank. He lost the money in the bank to the Miz. Split up his tag team. Tucker is now... A jobber. And that Otis was... is on his way. But he's yeah. with Chad Gable now. Chad Gable is his advisor. So, <laughs> my understanding with the Tucker situation is they suddenly remembered that Otis was in a tag team, but by then they'd already split them up. That's pretty much how uh, it works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he's back in a tag team. Mm. So we can have. Heavy alphas, <laughs> alpha machinery. <sighs> I don't why know. Do they, why do they keep fucking up tag teams? I guess they're just testing the water to see if anything clicks, and none of it has. Yeah, so. but you, do, you don't test the water by just putting them both on different shows and making sure that they can't interact with each other for another fucking year. I mean, they did the same with the Dudley Boys, and that that was known to have failed. So why do they feel that? You know, twenty years later, it's suddenly going to work when they do it with three of the most over tag teams that they've got. I mean, I know that Otis and Tucker are a little bit, you know. Well, Tucker was the reason why Otis lost the Money in the Bank, so it was a clear split basically in the end. Mm. One heel, one face. Maybe one day they'll have a clash. That'll be interesting. That'll be. Mm. Well, main event status, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And by main oh, event, we talkie, mean talkie. <laughs> by main event, we mean pre-show. <laughs> yeah, the main event on the pre-show. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this this meaningless Survivor Series match, who's going to win it? Team SmackDown. Because of Fox, right? Yes. Because yeah, of Fox. 
pretty much. Well, they didn't win yeah. last year. Was it supposed to be Fox last year that we weren't there? It was like their first yeah. year last year with Fox, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, NXT came out on top. Who are not well, a part of SmackDown and Survivor Series this year? Yeah, but that was that was because um, if NXT. COVID. Well, no, it was because if NXT was going to um, win that, then obviously they'd win the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, and or is it two taxons to do war games and then do a Survivor Series? Probably, perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, Adam Cole did fall off of the cage through two tables and then wrestle a triple threat match. Was it? I doubt they. And won. I doubt they could reasonably fit war games in the CWC. Well, it looks like they're going to try. Unless they're going to do it at Thunderdome. I don't think they'd do it at Thunderdome. You're probably right. Um, stay tuned because we are now going to look at NXT war games. Let's <laughs> have a quick look. Um, so. When is this happening? December 6th. So that's going to be a couple of weeks away. Um, currently, the only two matches announced are the Undisputed Era um, versus Kings of NXT. That's Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Pat McAfee, he can sell. He can sell really well. Right, I was really surprised. He takes a kick to the face. I, I really it looks like he kicks to the face when he drops to the floor. So I, I had the privilege of describing Pat McAfee to somebody who hasn't seen Pat McAfee before um, and explaining the whole backstory over the phone the other day. Um, and the way that I summed him up was he's basically the Miz, but with the body to back it up. Uh, not the Miz, sorry. No, he's basically um, MJF, but with the body to back it up. And... Right, okay. maybe no way near as good a mic skills and I think that's probably fair um, he's pretty fucking yeah, obnoxious mic skills are pretty, pretty awesome yeah he's pretty fucking obnoxious um, but he's more I don't know he sounds like Badger off Breaking Bad is um, but other than that he's pretty much he's on point I, I don't mind him I think he's I think he's the right person for that team um, and then obviously Pete Dunne, nice and muscly nowadays, um, looking looking like a million bucks. Um, Danny Birch and Ernie Lorcan, obviously they've needed a push, um, and this is the right position for them at this stage. Um, Undisputed Era, I think they needed a foil now that they have made the transition into, into full-on faces. Um, or I say full-on faces, everything's a bit grey over there, right? So... I, I think yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good card. They're they're more facing heel at this point. Hmm. And I think it is that organic. They're having it for a while. Of, it's that organic kind of transition that only NXT could manage, and the fact Sorry, that they have one second. I've just got to go to the thing. <laughs> okay, so he's going to the thing, whatever that is. Um, so while that, while he's doing that, I think I'm going to talk about very quickly how you can get in touch with us. Um, you can, of course, contact us at anchor.fm. Um, we're definitely going to do more shows. Um, sorry we haven't done many, um, but we kind of thought that, well, we're all a bit tired because of this lockdown. Um, I'm working from home. Um, Jay is also working from home. So it's all quite tiring. 
and um, so as a result, we've been um, we've been kind of giving the podcast a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. Added to that, um, not a lot of people are um, co- not a lot of people are commuting, so we kind of kind of had the thought that maybe we'd we'd take it a bit lighter this year. Um, so apologies for that, but definitely you can still get in contact with us over on Twitter. Um, that is jfabe podcast at jfabe podcast and then of course j is at i am not a robot the o's in robot are zeros um i am of course um i can't even remember what my twitter name is at this stage but i'm on twitter so you can certainly find i think it's rich jf at rich jf and of course um taz you've got a twitter aren't you yeah i have a twitter what is it uh at at time you chairs at Time Duke Chairs, because I'm a Time Duke. Tell us a Time Duke, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he can travel through time and rejuvenate. So, good for um, We're also available on Stitcher, um, Spotify. Um, sorry, Jay, you're supposed to say that. Go on. Spotify. Oh, we're on Spotify. Um, Radio, Spotify. Radio Public. Radio Public um, and wherever you find good podcasts really JFabe's there amongst them uh, as well I'm back anyway podcast. I'm back um, he is he is so Jay's back from the thing um, as I was saying Jay so 145 we got their key just let him in okay cool I live um, in a flat just if you don't <laughs> no one knew I live in a flat and I'm just letting someone into the building there we go there that's, go. that's what I was doing and yeah, that's what that's what Jay was doing. So glad glad you updated us on that. Um, so after the show, I'm going to be showing Jay the mute button, um, so that he can, <laughs> he can put his headset on and off without without hurting everyone's ears. Um, I may even fix that in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kind of just dropped my headset on the floor. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> No one cared. Um, so, <laughs> Adam Cole, Carlo Riley, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. Um, who do you think's winning this one then? Um, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Ernie Lorcan. Kings of NXT. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think so. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. My um, my mic stand just fell off. Fell off fell off my desk so that's fun um, yeah I think that's what's happening mate I think um, Kings of NXT are going for a big push I think the Undisputed Era are nearly at that point where it's about time that they um, went over to um, the main roster to be unexpectedly split up and sit in the mid card because they're all too and small underused. and underused um, and I think that's that um, do you think they're going to put Pat McAfee in a position where they'll put him against Finn Balor for the NXT title. Yes. I think they're going to take so this all the way. Yeah. I think they are going to take this all the way as far as they can. I think that they they love this whole crossover thing. Um, Vince loves the whole crossover thing. Triple H um, loves the fact that he has what is effectively a social media darling Um you know, an ex NL, well, a NFL footballer who I don't believe. Um, I mean, it's a it's a former football punter. I don't believe that he's um, 
Yeah, December 2018 obviously was when he last was when he last had anything to do with football. But um, you know, I've, Triple H has been training this guy for a year, effectively, um, as he was signed in 2018. He's been podcasting. He's been doing all of these things. Triple H loves this, um, just like he loves when he gets poppy and shoves her down everyone's throat. It's. It's just one of those things where he's going to go all the way to the moon, I think. I think he's going to the main roster. I think he's going to go beyond the main roster. Um, and I think that their goal at the moment is to have a point is to have a point where Pat McAfee's football football career is a footnote. I think that's what they want to happen. I I think they want the football career to be the to be the footnote. The guy is well known. Um, and his, pun- his punting has been legendary. At one point um, this year, um, Pittsburgh fans actually tr- started a petition to try and get him to come out of retirement because their team were doing so badly. So this guy is big, and I, I can see Vince McMahon wanting to push him to the moon. So he's an investment. He is a long-term investment. They're going to stick the NXT title on him. They're going to stick... Um, they're going to stick potentially a WWE title on him at one point um, I wouldn't even be surprised are you ready for this if he was a surprise entrant and winner of the Royal Rumble this year Ooh. that's how much I think WWE believe in this investment how much you want to bet on that <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to say a bottle of wine. Okay, I'll take that bet. Yeah, I, I, wait, 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 wait. Before, before we fully solidify the bet, I'm going to say surprise entrant. I want to say surprise entrant and good showing, um, i.e., three to six eliminations or more. Three eliminations or more. Surprise showing Royal Rumble. What do you say? So he's not winning anymore then. Well, now that... <laughs> now there's a bottle of wine on the line. I don't really put myself out there saying he's going to win. Well, it's, well... it's just going to be three to six eliminations. I agree with you though. He will be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. But it'll be straight out. I don't think he'll be straight out. I think you're going to get a surprise three to six eliminations. I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. <laughs> but now I'm thinking about. Uh, I don't know what the bet is anymore. Um, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go. They're gonna push him. They're gonna push him. Um, moving on from that, um, the other announced match at War Games so far um, is the women's War Games match, which of course. Um, contains one of the craziest groups of so we've got Shitsy Blackheart um, we've got Tony Storm TBA and Emma Moon um, on one team now let's start with Emma Moon TBA fucking hell TBA is on fire at the moment TBA is fucking everywhere Um, so (laughs) starting with (laughs) starting with Emma Moon right were you in were you pleased that she returned to NXT recently um, I mean, they definitely built her up. 
she was a person riding around on a bike. That was her. Um, yes, I was, I was happy to see her back at NXT. Has she done much? Well, she's been back. Won a few matches. Not really wowed anyone. Just no one other in bullshit. Mm. Um, were you pleased with the fact that, okay, they've changed a gimmick slightly, to this to this biker chick um they've they've effectively dead man just changed the clothes that's it okay were you then pleased that nxt had a halloween theme and shotzi blackheart did a gimmick of being a werewolf for one of her skits when ember moon already had a gimmick where she was a fucking werewolf previously wasn't she a vampire? I don't fucking know, but seriously, <laughs> WWE, come on. Just be consistent, guys. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, Halloween Havoc. Some of those matches I, were takeover quality. I, I, it certainly felt Halloween Havoc quality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, was, some of the, some of the, the matches. One of the best Halloween Havocs I've seen. That's not hard. <laughs> We're talking about Halloween fucking havoc. This is, you know, the debut of both the Shockmaster and um, the Yeti happened at Halloween fucking havoc. Come on, it's not. It's we're not talking like the cream of the crop of pay-per-view history. My partner, the Shockmaster, <laughs> falls to the floor, loses helmet. Lose his stormtrooper helmet. (laughs) Classic, classic stuff. Um, So yeah, they're going to be facing Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, whatever that is, um, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Any interest in this? Who were they facing? What was that? Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. All right. Um, Yeah. It's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, Candice Ray, always like to see you in a hardcore setting. I think I said last time. Mm. She does have that. Um, she does have that thing where she just ups, ups the stakes more and more um, in a hardcore setting. And honestly speaking, um, I, as you know, as as people people who are you know um, who have listened to the show a long time will know um, that I'm not the biggest fan of women's wrestling. But I must say, the NXT scene is the best women's wrestling scene on the planet and has been for a while. Um, I am actually looking forward yeah, to this match. Yeah, can't, can't really deny that. Hmm. I'm looking forward to this match more than I'm looking forward to the men's um, War Games match to some degree. Just Have because, you noticed? Yeah. The NXT has a lot more tag matches now. I have. And also. Have you noticed that they're being produced in a 90s WWE style? Um, I haven't fully noticed that. Um, I haven't really watched the Wednesday show. I think Sean Marcus has a lot to do with that. I I think that'd be a good thing. I I I mean, because I've noticed not, there has been NXT's a total... lost lost its lost its um its aura. But then the crowd may be a big part of that. So, yeah, I think the crowd's a big part of that. I th- I feel that I I get what you mean about the '90s style. Now I think about it, there has been a big, there has been a noticeable production shift since yeah. in your house. 
Um, and now you mention it, there is there is that feel to it. Um, the it's still a little bit um, Kevin Dunn in how it's how it's produced, especially the in ring action. But now, now you mention it, there is a bit of a '90s feel to the backstage skits and the interactions between the wrestlers on the mic and those kind of things. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes um, because yeah. I think it's a fairly it's just good. A bit boring at the moment. See, I don't <laughs> think that that's a bad thing. Um, I don't, I don't think it's as good as AEW at the moment at all. But then, as you know, I'm no, a massive mark for AEW. Um, I think AEW have it right. I I watch AEW religiously and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I'm not one of those people who can say that no one else can have a good match in AEW, but I think that AEW have been killing it for a while. Um, yeah, they do make mistakes. There's still Cody. Cody's constantly crying. He's like one of the Three Stooges. He's he's ridiculous. Um, and some of the storylines are a little bit flubby. The women's division is fucking shite. Um, it is just a big pile of bullshit. Like, I would sooner watch a knockouts match than I would a women's match from AEW. Because they are just well pain dry. I mean, the women's division might actually be the only thing worth watching in Paris at the moment. That would not surprise me. Ty Valkyrie and Rosemary, that that dynamic is fucking stupid. That whole story is fucking stupid. I don't don't know anything about it. So Um, now it's time for story time with Jay. Well, Rosemary is this this demon, right? Right. Right. And then she's getting married to... I don't know why he did story time with me, Rich, because now I've got to remember names. Um, I want to say Johnny Swinger, but it's not Johnny Swinger. Um, Okay. Come back to me on that one. Cool. Carry on. <laughs> oh, is that it? Is that the story? Uh, thank you for listening to well, this. Basically, she was, she was going to marry someone, he got shot, and now they're doing, who killed this guy? Oh, yes. I'd heard about that. Um, I'd, I, the reason being that people are making lists of all of the suspects. It's basically who shot Mr. Burns, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So. Simpsons did it. That is what's going on. Such is life. Um, obviously, keep watching Impact when next week the Good Brothers find out that they are in love with Nelson Muntz. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, dearie. Um, Chris Jericho, his career turns 30. Um, as we mentioned on text last night, and I think we probably should. Johnny Bravo, that's oh, it. Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Bravo. What, after the Cartoon Network character? Well, it's John E. Bravo, but... Ah, so... so that's how they not, get around it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're just calling him Johnny Bravo. Cool. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? That really was fun. Um, Chris Jericho. <laughs> he has turned 30. Um, and by turn 30, I mean his career as. He's, he's obviously closer to 60 at this stage. Um thoughts on Chris Jericho still wrestling in this day and age has he still got it? Jay I know that you've been a sceptic over the last year or two um, I have not I've been loving it what, 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 what are your thoughts? Well clearly Jericho doesn't think he still has it because that's why he's moved into the tag team division <laughs> Oh dearie you're such a you're So such I don't think I've really said anything about that 
Um, Did you just I, call I, me a standard wrestling fan? <laughs> yeah, that is such a that's such a smart thing to say. Perhaps he's just trying to give off the rub to Jamie to Jamie Hagar. <laughs> Why does Jake Hagar need any rub? Well, because you know he's 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 really good at poetry, but um, you know his actual. His actual no, no, they put MJF into the inner circle. He can be like the champion. And they were calling himself the champion when he wins the title, and then we'll get the feud again, and then he'll become the leader of the inner circle. And I that's think, how it's going to go. I think he'd call himself El Championé to try and enamor himself with proud and powerful. And Sammy. He's never going to enamor himself to Sammy. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> that that you're going to get Sammy and Jericho as the faces versus MJF and Jamie Hagar as the as the other guys, the heels, the 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 bad guys. So you'll have Jericho, Sammy, Wardlow. Yeah, I'd probably. say so. I'd say so. Jericho, like. I think at some point MJF is going to cement himself as a heel by basically well <laughs> beyond a heel as as like the worst guy in the world by basically telling Wardlow that he doesn't need him anymore and therefore he's not going to pay him anymore um, because he's got the inner circle and I think that'll be when Wardlow does his face turn um, and I think at the time um, Jer- um, Jericho will probably go with him um, I think that could work I, I don't know, but hasn't Jericho been on fire this last kind of when he's not been wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> when he's not wrestling, he's on fire. But he's he's still got it. He's still got it, Jay. I genuinely believe he's still he's got, got some it. of it. I think that's. I think though that what you're saying is, I think some of it's storytelling. I think part of his character is that he doesn't quite still have it. Until one day he does have it. Well, he doesn't need to one day have it, does he? When he beats MJF for the title. Maybe we'll see. Anyway, I, Jericho, his career. Let's let's do a let's do that to finish off. Jericho, his career, favorite moments. Armbar. Favorite moments. Well, armbar is always going to be a great moment. Yeah. Anything else? I don't have anything from this WCW time because I barely watched WCW because I hate uh, it. Well, um, I love I this feud with Goldberg. That was great. Um, historical. Yeah, I know. I've seen bits and pieces like that. It does look like it was an alright feud. Probably the best mm. thing going in WCW at the time because everything else sucks ass. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, obviously, the ones everyone knows, really, when he wins the undisputed title. He's rocking yeah, Austin in the same night. The list, yeah. the list, the list was brilliant. Yeah, the list was very good. Um, His tag team with Christian was brilliant. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was really good. Um, I, the guy, I, that that, I mean, that tag team was underrated because their dynamic was funny as hell. It really was. Um, I mean, I think I think really uh, the major question to ask about Chris Jericho, and we've asked this before on the show, and we asked it before his AEW run really started as well. Um, or at least you and Time Duke Rich did before um, the calamity. Um, I 
I think that Chris Jericho is potentially, when you break it down, the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm not a Jericho mark. I'm not a massive Jericho uh, like. I'm always entertained by him, but when you actually, if you took every category it takes to make a great wrestler throughout their career and actually marked it piece by piece by piece by piece, storytelling ability, um, the ability to hold a crowd, um, comedy, um, the, the, the ability to tell a compelling story in a serious manner, face work, heel work, match quality objectively and as part of a larger narrative um, and the ability to adapt I think that we are now getting to the stage in his career where it is safe to say that he is potentially the greatest of all time it is a hard argument to go against it really is and that's and and I don't want him to be the greatest of all time. I love him. I think he's great. I popped as much as anybody did on that on that fateful night in June of ninety nine when he uh, August of ninety nine when he first appeared for the working for the WWE. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is it. Jericho, Jericho begins um, for real this time. Um, but didn't quite work honestly, out, did it? <laughs> not for the first for a while. For the not for the first six months, but he pissed off the Undertaker, um, so that's gonna do it in it. Um, but no, I genuinely think it would be hard to argue against him being the greatest of all time at this stage. What of all time of every single generation? I think. Wrestlers, yeah. or like, just his I generation. The, the own, I think uh, it's really difficult. Like the only thing that I can I could say that he really loses out on is drawing power. Because yeah, he's he he, he can draw a house. Um, you know, I mean, he's been practically drawing AEW um, pay per views for the past six months to a year at least to casual fans I would imagine um, you know and obviously he had drawing power when he when he first started jumping companies because the amount of western eyes on um, NJPW when he first faced Kenny Omega um, was enough to basically kickstart NJPW's jaunt into the west um, but I he's never been a he's never been a He's never been a Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. You know what I mean? He's never been a John Cena or a CM Punk to that degree. Where he literally, his name's on the bill, he draws a house immediately um, at a pay-per-view and also sells a million buys on pay-per-view. You know, he's he's never been that. Possibly because the model's changed since then. Um, but, yeah, I suppose that's what I'm saying is, other than that one thing... What are your thoughts, Joe? Even with Chris Jericho, we find that he's he's brought a lot of inspiration from the eighties and moved that forward and been able to adapt to um, any situation around him. So he's always been able to do that. So he's always been able to put himself over whilst putting other people over as well. Um, but 
I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying about Chris Jericho. Um, yeah, he, he hasn't had great running ability. Um, but would that stop him from being the greatest of all time? And I, I think it would be hard to argue against that as a concept. So, interesting stuff. Anything else? Or do you reckon we should call it a day? Come back, um, come back after Survivor Series, and then start doing more podcasts. All the podcasts, yeah, that is the one. So, bye, everybody. We're finished here. This was our first podcast back. Hope you yeah. enjoyed it. We've had a I'm lot Jay. of first. We've had a lot of first podcasts back. <laughs> <laughs> this may be number ten. Who knows? Yeah, but we're definitely going to do more. So. Just keep your dial on here. Feel free to subscribe. We are available at all of those places that I always mention. Um, and you can contact us at anchor.fm. If you want to leave us a voice message, please feel free. Um, also available on Twitter. Um, shout out to Mitch. Mitch, how you doing, mate? You all right, bud? Mitchie. Exactly. Um, obviously, Taz may join us um, in the future. Taz, you right there? Yeah, totally enjoyed this. Yeah, he's um he might he might even get a segment back soon. Alright, love to have another segment. Yeah, cool. What about you? Um don't push it mate. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um see you guys later. Bye everybody. Bye.